0: Hello everyone. Welcome back. I'm Jules Hilliard, the CEO of Secure Block Tech, and you are joining us for our third podcast. And you know what they say, third time's a charm. Let's hope that's true as we welcome our first guest this week. But before we jump in, if you remember, last week we started off by discussing AI and blockchain. Great stuff. Make sure you check out that podcast. We did wrap up last week with a segment on DevOps and DevSecOps, and that got me thinking, which is usually pretty dangerous. As most of you know, I'm the CEO of Secure Block Tech, and we have built the industry's first BOC or Blockchain Operations Center. Our centralized command center provides monitoring, analytics, security, and validation for all of your blockchains and dApps from one single pane of glass. As you already know, our original intent was to accelerate the mass adoption of blockchain technology by the enterprise, giving them the tools they need to manage and optimize their robust suite of blockchain implementations and applications. However, Based on popular demand, we now realize that we are a blockchain dev team's best friend as well. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'm going to invent a new colloquialism. First, there was DevOps, then came along DevSecOps. And now for the first time, well, I think for the first time, let me introduce to you DevChainOps. DevChainOps is a set of practices that combines blockchain development and IT operations. (laughs) Okay, enough about that. Let's jump in. Today, we have a very exciting topic for you hyperconvergence and blockchain. You are not going to want to miss this one. You are probably more familiar with the term hyperconverged infrastructure or HCI. According to VMware, quote, HCI is a software defined, unified system that combines all the elements of a traditional data center storage, compute, networking, and management. And why am I quoting VMware, you ask? Perhaps that is because, along with my esteemed podcast co-host and co-workers, Mr. Joel Semangan and Mr. John Hooks. We have our very first guest and a great friend of Joel and my supporting us today. Please welcome Mr. Dan Smith, network security solutions engineer for, you guessed it, VMware, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank
1: you, Jules, I appreciate it.
0: That's a great introduction. <laughs> Good morning. I should have probably taken a few breaths. John, are you there?
2: Yes, sir, I am. All right.
0: Well, we have a lot to talk about today, you know, so we're going to have to whip through this. But let's start with the basics. Mr. Dan Smith, the man, our guest today. Thank you, Jules. Uh,
1: you, uh, let's take you on a journey through the hyperconverged infrastructure. You know what? It, it is the latest and greatest and where most companies, enterprises are moving toward. Really, um, like you mentioned, hyperconverged infrastructure is really consolidating things like compute management and storage all into a single what they call software-defined data center right these are the building blocks of being able to things expand your data center through multiple uh, multiple types of environments like AWS Azure and on-prem type solutions. So uh, just think about a, what, what does uh, the, this transformation do for you? It gives you a very flexible solution to be able to deploy your applications. It unifies your teams so you guys are in all one single environment to be able to do this. It allows you to over-provision your data centers and it, it gives you a very flexible environment. So. What some of the use cases that I see personally in the hyperconverged infrastructure is, is it, it allows you to deploy your business critical ap- applications in any kind of environment and um, organizations can push these different types of environments out to, at, like I mentioned, AWS, Azure, Google, uh, on-prem allows software development type things. Um, it also provides you with things like disaster recovery. Think about it. Um, now you could have your data center again scaled across multiple areas. Um, it gives you edge computing. So um, this is where, by 2024, this is where you're going to see a lot of different uh, applications are going to be uh, into these hyper-converged environments. And also, you have containers and app development moving out to these hyper-converged uh, environments where you can easily and quickly spin up applications. If that makes sense? And absolutely, a lot
0: of lot of great stuff to work with here. Mr. Hooks, or as we refer to him internally and sometimes behind his back, the Vin Diesel of data science. Let's take a little turn here and put this into your bread basket, artificial intelligence. I would like to hear from you on how AI enabled HCI environment in the enterprise under ai control could be a powerful asset what use cases do you see that take advantage of this convergence
2: yeah jules uh, thanks for the question as we discussed in last week's podcast episode ai is primarily about finding and responding to patterns and patterns as we know are present in so many aspects of IT infrastructure uh, so therefore an ai empowered hci environment accomplish several goals, the first of which is automated archiving of data. So if you combine AI and HCI, you can provide spontaneous scaling of archive storage and corresponding downsizing of transactional resources, resulting in a zero sum resource consumption. Uh, The other positive goal would be self-configuration networks, uh, which is going to be commonplace AI enabled Hyperconverged infrastructure can enable a no-touch reconfiguration of independent networks into a single optimized network, for example. And then, lastly, blockchain is um, going to be a way that we can bring all these elements together. And uh, of course, you know that's what we're here to discuss today.
1: Good
0: stuff, good stuff. And and I appreciate you not teasing us with any slides this week. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, Joel, I wanna turn it over with you. And as always, I'll wrap this segment up with some security. Uh, with the hyper-converged software-defined data center, how does this impact an organization's cybersecurity posture?
3: Thanks, uh, Jules. Um, yes, uh, with a zero trust concept and with uh, several organizations uh, challenged, regarding east-west traffic protection when typically a lot of focus in the north-south protection. Network segmentation continues to be a critical security control where you try to isolate critical systems and applications within the organization's infrastructure. So having a software-defined data center accomplishes this control because it prevents bad actors from accessing these protected environments. And additionally, let's think back to the CIA triad and focus on the A part, which is availability. As Dan shared earlier, HCI also provides increased availability to the business in the cloud environment. And of course, let's not forget disaster recovery will also be enhanced as well because it speeds up the process, which is very time critical in getting the business back to normal operations.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Lots to work with. And for those of you that are paying attention here, we now know that hyperconvergence is a distributed system. We also already know blockchain is also a distributed decentralized architecture. So I want to move into our second segment, if you guys don't mind. Hyperconvergence, blockchain and our favorite, how it affects cybersecurity. Dan, let's kick this segment off again with you, my friend. What are some of the obstacles that you are seeing
1: with the adoption of hyperconvergence? Sure. thanks Jules um, some of the obstacles that I'm seeing personally with the hyper-converged infrastructures is typically starts with complexity so when you're a, an organization and you need to build out the infrastructure you're actually creating a hyper-converged infrastructure across multiple multiple environments for instance AWS Azure Google uh, and all the way down to your on-prem so that could be a, a challenge um, once that's done, then the other kind of uh, challenges that you have are coordination, coordination between all the different business units within an organization. You got security, DevOps, you got management, all these different organizations that have to take part into figuring out how they're going to be able to uh, manage a, a hyperconverged infrastructure. The other one is high cost. You know, it could be costly when you're trying to trying to scale out uh, between multiple data centers. And, and of course, project timing, you know, it's uh, you got to get a lot of people involved in order to deploy or release applications.
0: Good stuff. I want uh, Mr. John Vin Diesel Hooks over here to maybe talk about, you know, we also deal with uh, the adoption of technology ourselves. Uh, Mr. Diesel, what obstacles do you see to making HCI and blockchain cloud models? hybrid cross-platform network work and become mainstream?
2: Well, I think uh, the the trade's uh, left the station, so to speak, and and this will all come together at some point, not to uh, advance too much of the word convergence, but uh, none of this is going to happen tomorrow, and I'm sure that uh, Dan will agree. It might take uh, a while to play out. But all the technology that he's outlined is already on the shelf. It just simply hasn't been integrated, tested for this AI blockchain dynamic, right, using this new hyper-converged infrastructure. So what stands in the way? Well, a couple of obstacles that I see to doing this, uh, you know, initially. One is that the AI-enabled... Hyperconverged infrastructure may compound the resource problems that have been associated with traditional HCI systems. Um, while an HCI system is optimized for a balance of resources, it may need more of a single resource for AI driven HCI systems to really work. Uh, adding more CPU storage or bandwidth adds cost and wastes resources. The second obstacle is AI systems need power, often more than just your traditional server setup might require. So, AI-enabled hyperconverged infrastructure is likely to exacerbate that problem because we all know when you're crunching a model on a GPU, you can go into the hundreds of thousands of dollars getting that particular model to run properly. Uh, and then uh, another obstacle is an abstracted AI standard capable of cleanly performing pattern analysis. When we talked about. Excessively, both last week and this week, and indicate the right action to take does not yet exist. So there isn't a clear path to defining it, let alone achieving it. And then also, um, you know, a mix of AI vendor platforms may create issues for the AI-enabled hyper-converged infrastructure in terms of clean integration and the systems being able to talk to one another. You know, the concept of hybrid cloud. Multiple vendors, etc. You know, we, we have to see how that plays out because, again, when you're using an AI system that's driven, uh, you know, traditionally, uh, it tends to be monolithic. Where we're seeing that, you know, uh, containerization is going to help uh, break that deadlock, but it isn't quite there yet. So, uh, blockchain itself is going to have to co involve in harmony with HCI and AI technologies. In order for all three to play together, in we have to have a clear understanding where blockchain goes in terms of its technology before it gets integrated into AI and HCI. So, in short, there's still a lot of work to be done to make the AI enabled hybrid converged infrastructure reality. But, you know, as, as you know, Jules, we're working hard with our group internally to, to bring that to uh, fruition.
3: Uh, that's great, uh, John. Um, let me jump in here and uh, think. Uh, pose a question to Dan, uh, again, wearing my cybersecurity hat here. Hey, Dan, so with the increased demand uh, for telework or remote access, given the state that we're in with uh, COVID, uh, you know, by a lot of organizations um, uh, having challenges in the demand for teleworking, what's ACI's impact from a cybersecurity perspective? Especially, particularly for those uh, remote users who have poor cyber or data hygiene. That's a good
1: question. You know, uh, as you know, we're in some unusual times. Um, a lot of organizations are moving out their workforce remotely. They, they need to work remotely. They can't go into these mm-hmm. offices anymore. Uh, what a hyper-converged infrastructure provides you with is a VDI type environment where you can actually, like, Build out something like, say, uh, Citrix or uh, Horizon One, one of those different types of VDI environments, which could be large layer two environments. Some of the biggest challenges with having a VDI environment is, say, say you have, like you mentioned, bad hygiene from a user. He clicks on the 99 cent uh, iPad link, and next thing you know, he has uh, a malware, say, SamSam, and and it's utilizing things like i don't know eternal blue to be able to discover other inf- other vulnerable hosts into the network uh, a HCI environment provides you with that security infrastructure where you can segment users all the way at the VM kernel level to be able to prevent that that spread of that malware not only locally on a layer 2 infrastructure but across the whole organization all right and and not only that, it does give you scalability for all the users. So, for instance, um, when you when you deploy things like VDI environments, you have scalability issues where you need to be able to have the best performances and best across multiple data centers. So.
0: Yeah, was uh, we were cracking up a little earlier. Uh, some of you don't know, but Dan and I worked together uh, many years ago in the early evolutionary cycle of load balancing. And and Joel was one of our largest clients. So we always crack up about high availability and and, and uh, spreading the load and resource management continues to circle back into our lives. And and here we are again, you know, both with hyperconvergence and our bot blockchain operations center, which which also helps manage that process. Now you guys gave us a tremendous amount of information uh, to think about. I want to encourage everybody to go out there and, and do research on this, as this is the future of technology as we know it. John, Joel, and our very first guest, Mr. Dan Smith, I want to thank you for uh, joining me today on our new-ish podcast as we continue to explore enterprise blockchain and its impact on network application architecture, cybersecurity, and let's not forget dev chain ops. Thanks, guys.
3: Thanks, Jules. Thanks, Jules. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Absolutely. As always,
0: absolutely. As always, we hope that you, the audience, found this talk interesting and informative. Please join us again next week as we continue to build the bridge between blockchain technology and the enterprise. As always, you can learn more and or contact us at secureblocktech.com. Have a great week and please reach out with any and all feedback, questions or desire to join the blockchain revolution. Hope to see you next week.